0: Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. It is Sunday. Hopefully, you're having a good weekend. Uh, I'm Simon Scholes, founder and creative director of Perception Studios, the award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media, be it video, animation, aerial photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff. Um, We take them all the way through the whole creative process. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not all small businesses had a budget. set aside for having content created on a regular basis for their social media. But as we all know, consistency is key to having an audience grow on your social media platforms. So I wanted to try and help as many people as possible understand what they could do themselves for free. What could you do yourself that won't cost you a penny, but will cost you time? Turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon, How to Nine Times Your Social Media. You can download it for free right now on the link in the description box below. Um, But what I wanna do is just try and help as many people get creating content. I've been doing live videos about this. I do daily content about it. The podcast goes out all the time. I've got stuff on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere. Just trying to get you on that content creation journey. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great Great content ideas. ideas. We're gonna be talking about the one subject that I pretty much cover off every weekend um, because well, it's essential because it's, yeah, it's, it's not good if you don't do this. Weekend content. How many people watching this can honestly say they make content on a weekend? Now, I know one or two of you will do because it's where your content is particularly aimed at. But a lot of people and a lot of brands and a lot of businesses down tools on a Friday, 5 o'clock, the door closes, the computers get turned off. And they never go back to their social media again until Monday. And that is probably one of the biggest mistakes you could ever make. Because if you are a small business, being online on a weekend is a huge opportunity for you to find new customers. Because new people are using social media on a weekend. Now this might not necessarily work for the larger brands, who everybody already knows. But those smaller companies who are selling a product that nobody's ever heard of, a few down tools on a weekend you really are missing out on that huge opportunity of talking to so many new people. Because there are people right now in an office who will not see this piece of content, but then maybe this weekend they will see some content of mine, because they're on social media on a weekend, but not during the week. Because who can honestly say they have time during the week? If you've got kids, and you've got family, and you've got a full-time job, The last thing you're thinking about during the week necessarily is spending a heap of time on social media. I'm not to say people say, people don't go on social media because that would be completely false. Most people go on social media at some point or another in the day. However, They spend more time on it on a weekend because they have the time available to do that. If they don't have kids, they can stay in bed, scroll through the phone. If they do have kids, then they get the kids up, they make them breakfast, they maybe go through the phone for a little bit and then do some stuff during the day, scroll through social media again, maybe do it again in the evening. So you need to be talking to your audience on a weekend because there are a whole new audience there on a weekend. And if you've got a great audience, if you've got people who care about what it is that you've got to say and care about your brand and your business, they will be sharing your content to hopefully those new people, because when they share their content, it goes out to their friends list and their friends list sees it and goes, oh, I've never seen this before. I might go and have a look. And hopefully then they'll become a fan of your content and then maybe even a follower and then a customer. You just never know what's possible. And also for the bigger brands and still the smaller brands as well, it's an opportunity to give customer service where maybe your competition aren't doing it. If you know your competition are Downing Tools on a weekend and you know you're going to get messages from people on a weekend because of the type of business you are, why would you not have somebody manning social media on a weekend? They don't have to be on it all the time. They just need to be there ready to respond when people mention you in a piece of content. So whether it's in a video or something, or whether it's a tweet or a hashtag or an Instagram post, that person could have each of the different platforms set up so they get notifications just on a weekend. Those notifications come through, and then they go, right, just literally just going to dive on. It's kind of like being on call, but it's only going to take them 30 seconds, and they go, oh, okay, this person's a bit cheesed off with us. Right, no worries. Uh, Hi, Bob, really sorry to hear this. Uh, Any chance we can try and help resolve the issue? That way, Bob's not going to sit on that fact that he's not happy with something and fester for 48 hours. He's going to get his problem resolved, maybe still in 48 hours, but you've gone back to him instantly. So you are, with want of a better word, placating him and making him feel a little bit more loved by you as a business and as a brand. Whether you're small or large, this is something you've really got to consider doing. And there's a lot of brands who've been getting social media wrong recently. There's a lot of brands who've been kind of getting business wrong recently. Um, and th- there's a lot of people losing jobs at the moment because a lot of businesses just haven't got them th- th- their brand right for what it is that they do. Um, I've spoken about this in the past. M&S was one of them that I kind of predicted two years ago was going to go down shit creek if they just didn't get things sorted and lo and behold they're in a situation right now where a lot of people are going to be made redundant and that kind of could have not have to happen if they just reinvented themselves a little bit if you look at their social media it's just it's all over the place they've got this really great stylized content for their food markets and everything that comes out of there and then you go and look at the, the stuff for their clothing and it is shocking absolutely shocking and there's no other words for it. But anyway, that's kind of me diving into them, and that's not fair. But weekend content, you need to be considering weekend content. I'm not so- saying you have to be making content all the time like you regularly would during the week, but you definitely need to be present on a weekend. So hopefully you're gonna come out of this live and you're gonna sit down and you go, Right, what can I do this weekend for my brand, for my business? What kind of content could I be creating? So, for example, Ed McIntyre, who's watching right now, he's a Leeds United fan, he makes content for Leeds United, just been promoted to the Premiership. So what could he be doing? He could be talking about that, talking about potential signings, all that kind of stuff, all the big stuff that's going to be happening as a lead-up into September, because... Let's remember, the off-season off period is going to be a lot shorter than it usually is because of corona and COVID and everything else. Okay, right, we're going to go to your questions. If you do have any questions, whatever platform you're watching on, stick them in the comments. We'll do our best to answer them, or I'll do my best to answer them, as um, as I possibly can do before the end of this broadcast. We've got a few that have come through as well, um, but I'm going to go to this one first. I've not read it, so I'm going to read it as we go. Um, Ed is asking, how would you go about making sure posts are still going out on social media when you're planning on? taking a break from social media. Okay. Suffering from depression and anxiety, I find breaks from social media every now and then really help. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people who feel the same way. Would you recommend just scheduling or going to someone like yourself and saying, this is what I want to post. Could you do it for me while I take a break? Okay. 100% the latter. And that's not because I want to see someone like me or someone else making money. It gives you that human element to your content because... If somebody does respond, a bit like I was talking about a second ago with the customer care kind of side of things on a weekend, even during the week, if you don't respond to them and you wouldn't be doing that because you are scheduling your content, there's a real potential that they feel like the the nose has been put out of joint a little bit, especially with what you're putting out. Your content is very... um, it can cause debates, I guess, because obviously football's very subjective. So what is your opinion could not necessarily be somebody else's opinion. So you put a piece of content out about football and somebody starts going, Oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And if you're not there to respond to that, then you need to have somebody who's there to do it for you. So for the type of content you're creating, especially, and for most businesses, I would definitely recommend trying to get somebody to do it for you. However, budgets don't always stretch to that. So what you then have to be really careful about is putting out content that is giving 100% value, but not necessarily going to create a conversation with whoever's going to consume it. Now, yes, you're still likely to get maybe one or two people comment or something like that, but hopefully that's not going to be so much of an issue. But fingers crossed, the content that you create, because it is so generic and so non-conversational and not asking any questions and not asking for any interaction even if somebody interacts with it they're not necessarily going to expect a response but you've got to be very clever with how you write your content and the other thing i would say as well when it comes to scheduling and i did cover this off the other day is that you 100 use the platform's ability to schedule if they have it so facebook for example has the ability to schedule Twitter is slowly drip-feeding it out. I've got it myself, but not everybody has the ability to schedule on Twitter on a laptop and on a desktop. Um, There are other apps out there that you can use. Obviously, Hootsuite can help you with Twitter, and Twitter doesn't punish as much for scheduling. Um, If you're going to schedule onto Instagram, try and use later, but it does cost money. Um, But it is partly owned by Facebook, so they don't punish the content as much as other platforms, although I am a huge fan of Tailwind. um, But yeah, that's how I would go about it. Look, if you've got the money, definitely find somebody to help you putting the content out, even if it's just a case of going, look, I've got the content here, I just don't want to be the one putting it out because I want a bit of a break, I want to step away for a while, and just give them the content and say, this goes out here, 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 and here, and then just have them as a community manager almost and able to respond to the comments that people are going to put in. So they're not even necessarily a social media manager. They're just going to manage the community when people are responding to what you've got to say, and also doing a bit of outreach as well for you. Um, A good community manager should be doing that, especially when they're getting paid for the privilege anyway of using social media. So that's kind of what I would look at. Hopefully that helps a little bit, Ed because I do understand a lot of people um, definitely need to take time out uh, from social media from time to time. Um, Right, let's have a look if anybody else has joined us on Instagram, not at the moment. Okay, right, let's go to the questions. Uh, So Carly is asking this question, she came through on email the other day. How do I get more subs on YouTube? Okay, Carly, there's several angles we're going to come at from here. First things first, are you making content good enough to get more subs on on YouTube? I'm not sitting here and saying your content's crap. I've never seen it. But you've got to be sure that the content you're creating is giving value. No matter who you watch, they are giving you an element of value. PewDiePie, people enjoy watching him because they make him, they make them laugh. He makes them laugh by his gameplay, so he's entertaining. That's his value. George Benson, a friend of mine, his value is he's a Chelsea supporter. He has his viewpoint on Chelsea. He's been a Chelsea supporter all his life. Um, And he does commentary on the games, and he does all sorts of different types of stuff with the games and, and gives value about Chelsea. My content on YouTube is about social media and what you can do yourself for free and use video and all that kind of thing. That's the value I am giving. So to grow on YouTube, you, number one, have to be creating content that's going to give value. The second most important thing, probably the most important thing, actually, switching them around, is that you enjoy the content that you're creating. If you are creating content just because you've seen it trending and see somebody else do really well with it, but it's not something you necessarily enjoy, then the audience can tell that, and they are not going to subscribe to your content because they're not getting anything from it. They feel a bit flat when they watch it, because you're a bit flat when you present it. So you need to think about what you can do to really create content that you're passionate about. The third thing that I would recommend is stop worrying about subscriptions. Start making the content, like I say, that you're passionate about. Nobody cares about the numbers. I know people who have got less than 10,000 subscribers and are making a living out of YouTube through the fact that they've got affiliate codes and that they've got brand deals and all this kind of thing, because the audience they've got, even though they've only got 8,000 followers, about 7,000 of those are watching their content. So they're getting like a lot of views, every single piece of content they're putting out, because they've spent the time connecting and building an audience of people who give a damn about what it is that I've got to say. So stop worrying about the vanity metrics, Carly, and start worrying about creating content that you're passionate about and growing with an audience who are going to care about what it is that you've got to say because you're so passionate about it. Hopefully, that helps. A little bit, fingers crossed. Uh, Okay, right, next question. Um, Max is asking, should I do work in social media for free to get started? Wow, okay. This is a real double-edged sword, Max yes, but no. So everybody's got value. And so what I would recommend, and this is something I do myself still for free and um, with a lot of um, charities, is when a charity approaches you, you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. But if they want some help with social media, you can still give very generic help. So the other day I was helping somebody with um, a piece, just not even just a piece of content, but with their social media overall, giving them some ideas, uh, giving them some um, platforms that they can use to create content which they'd never heard of because they were brand new to social media. They've never used it. They felt a little bit old, didn't really want to be using it, um, but knew they had to for the charity that they work with. So that's where I would kind of do the pro bono work, the free stuff. And I wouldn't do too much of it because otherwise that's going to eat up your time. And you don't want to be creating content for people for free, and you don't want to be posting it for them for free. You just want to give them advice for free. But that's kind of where I would leave it. I would only do it for a charity, and I'd have to really think it through, because some charities are actually exceptionally wealthy and have the money to pay for your services. Um, And although it feels probably very wrong internally to do that, you've got to remember they're in business as much as you are. Charities are still businesses. Um, So um, yeah, that's kind of where I would go with it, is look at it as an element of CSR, community social responsibility, that you're helping the community, you're helping a local charity, um, give them the help. That way you can use the help that you've given them as a bit of a portfolio, maybe even as a case study, and then you can move that into selling that product and what you do to businesses and and corporates around the area where you live. But it's very difficult to say, yes, always do stuff for free, because no, I don't believe you should do stuff for free, essentially, unless you can see it leading to something. The very first video I created with John Lovell when we started Perception Studios was for a kitchen company. We had never done anything like it before, other than our vlogs. So we knew we were going to benefit him with a video. And if it didn't cost him anything, it wouldn't have done him any harm, because he didn't necessarily have customers coming into his shop very often anyway. So it gave us the time to go in there, we could create a piece of content, he loved it, and it actually led to more work for us. But even if it had been crap, he wouldn't have lost anything. But that's because we'd never ever done anything like that before. If you've got an element of experience with the social media, and I don't mean just having used it, but you've got some results, even if it's your own personal results, I would definitely only look at Doing it for like a charity or something like that, and then taking that as a case study elsewhere. Hopefully that helps, Max. Um, let's have a quick look. Here we go. So, um, John, I have a brand new product and um, it's going to be launched fairly soon to the public. How would you go about doing that? Okay. Don't know what your product is, John, so I'm going to have to be fairly generic here. Um, But if you understand who your product's aimed at, and obviously I'm hoping you do, you've done your research and you know your product needs to be sold, people need it, it's going to remove a pain point. Well, you know where your audience are, so I would start creating content for the audience where they're hanging out. Um, The one thing I would probably look at doing is some sort of teaser campaign. This is something we used to do a lot in radio when I worked in radio, was we'd actually... Tease something without saying what the thing was. So we'd have a big event coming up, a big concert. We would tease the concert coming up, but nobody would really know what it is. What we're going to talk about, it would just be a bunch of noise of like a crowd cheering, and then seven days to go, and that would be it. That would like that little piece of audio would play out over the radio in between songs and stuff like that. And people would be like, "What's got seven days to go?" And then they would just keep coming back to see what on earth we were talking about. And it was kind of like a teaser, draw people into what you've got to say. So I would look at maybe doing something like that on your social media. And if you don't have an audience on your business's social media yet, then start putting out on your own personal social media. This brand has got something big coming in six days' time, five days' time, four days' time. Start giving more clues as to what it's about within the content as each day drops down. And then when you get to the launch day bang, you've got this really great piece of content, that content's going out everywhere, people are talking about it, sharing it, because they've been interested in what the tease campaign's been all about in the first place. So you've created that level of hype just by kind of teasing people into what it is that you're going to be launching. And like I say, it's difficult to really give you a a full blown campaign without knowing what the product is and to be honest that's what i do for a living so i ain't going to do that but hopefully that gives you an idea of what you should be doing and um, fingers crossed hopefully that helps john all right let's so have a quick look see if we've got any other questions that have come in um right here we go um jennifer i sell hair products and i've recently found out they're selling really well in a different country should i put more effort in there does a bear shit in the woods Of course you should. If it's not costing you more money, if it's not actually becoming a loss for you to send the products to them, then of course you should be putting more effort into that country. Um, Now, if they're an English-speaking country, brilliant. You don't even have to change your content or launch any new social media channels. If it's not an English-speaking country, and I've spoken about this before, I would recommend highly creating channels specifically for that country or that region and the different accents and the different dialects and the different languages that are spoken in that region so that you can appeal to them specifically one-to-one. Rather than them consuming your content, maybe not necessarily getting the gist of it, but understanding that they want the product, I would definitely recommend making content specifically to them So be it the Middle East, you'd have it in Arabic. If it was in Russia, you'd have it in Russian. If it was in uh, Slovakia, you'd have it in Slovakian. I would definitely recommend having content created to that particular country if it's a different language, and have a channel specific to that as well. So I could have Simon Scholl's Social Media Coach, or How to Nine Times Your Social Media in English, but then might see that my content's performing really, really well in, I don't know, um, Brazil. So then I go, right, okay, it's performing really well in Brazil. Well, I don't speak Portuguese. I'll get a translator. They'll create content for me, and then I will create channels specifically to how to nine times your social media, Brazil, and then have content going out specifically to those people in Brazil with what it is that I've got to say but in Portuguese so that they can understand it, so that they get a better gist of what it is I've got to say. So the content like this, I would download it, get captions put onto it, in Portuguese, and then I could post it out on that particular channel as a piece of content for them to consume in the language that they understand. Hopefully, that would make a huge difference. I have seen it make a huge difference for quite a few different brands that I've worked with in the past who have seen an uplift in different countries, so they've created content specifically for those countries. So um, give it a go, Jennifer, and let me know how you get on. Um, Right. Okay. I am done no more questions have come in so far um, and that's a good thing I think. So we are Friday and I will be back again on Monday for another episode of Days do Confused and um, it's going to be a weird weekend weather-wise so make the most of it and um, wherever you are in the world or in the UK. If you're brand new to these pieces of content, you've never watched them before in your life, how about you hit the subscribe button? that would be really cool. Subscribe, and um, let me know what you think about it in the comments, and don't forget to hit um, share as well, because, um, yeah, it, it's um, it's worth sharing this content with your audience, if, they, if you think they're going to get value from it. Um, and that's the same as well if you're listening to the podcast this evening. If you've got any questions and you're watching on the replay, stick them in the comments, and I'll do my best to answer them on Monday for the next uh, Dazed and Confused. Uh, but until then, Like I say, thank you so much for watching, and um, yeah, take it easy. Have a great weekend, and stay safe. And don't forget your face masks as well if you're in the UK. Um, I know a lot of people are against wearing them, but we just have to put up and shut up. I know it's not the ideal situation, but if you can wear a face mask, if it's not going to cause you any anxiety and any issues, just put it on and just be done with it. It's just one of those things. Can't be helped. Okay, stay safe. See you soon. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.